0: Thanks for listening to this DigitalGov podcast. These podcasts focus on helping agencies build a 21st century digital government.
1: Hello, thank you for calling the USA.gov Federal Government Information Line.
0: Hello, everyone. Today we have Diane Devera, who's an information specialist at the uh, USA.gov contact center. Diane handles all the telecommunications for the contact center, and she actually is the voice of the IVR. They were going to talk to Diane a little bit about what she does and what an IVR is and what the trends and tricks for IVRs are, so Diane, welcome. Thank you, Jacob. Um, so, to start out, can you tell us what is an IVR? Well.
1: IVR stands for Interactive Voice Response. Um, It's a telephony technology um, that can use the combination of touch tone or voice commands to access a database of information via the telephone. Um, The information can be recorded information helpful to the caller or it can be used to route a call to a specific location. Um, you actually encounter IVRs when you call just about any large company. It's that press one for this or say two for that. Um, most people hate them, but from a business perspective and if designed well, they are a huge benefit to both businesses and callers.
0: So why would, why would IVRs be important for federal government contact centers?
1: Well, not all government agencies need an IVR. It depends um, on how much volume is received and how much personnel are available to answer the calls. But realistically, we always are being asked to do more with less. So an IVR can actually be a program manager's best friend. Uh, IVRs are particularly helpful in providing callers with uh, self-service options. For instance, if your agency knows, say, its top seven most frequently asked questions, and the answers to those questions can be quickly answered, then why not offer the answers via the IVR, which results in fewer calls having to be answered by personnel? Or say if an agency knows that specific questions can be answered by a specific department, why not let the IVR route the call to that department without having to go through several people to get there? An IVR can actually reduce call load to personnel significantly. I've seen cases where the IVR has handled up to 65% of the call load by providing useful information on their IVR. But you really have to know your customers in order to make the right decisions on your IVR design.
0: So how do you know when your IVR is working well?
1: Well, the most immediate indicator, of course, is caller feedback. If you don't get any negative feedback, then you must have a pretty well-designed IVR. But there are some things to consider if you're thinking to update your IVR or implement one for your agency. Um, First off is you really need to know your callers and what they're calling for. And then you have to ask, can you answer those needs using self-service? And self-service meaning, you know, will a recorded message giving information suffice, or accessing a database for account information like you do at your bank, answer the caller's need, or does a specific topic or or concern need to go to a certain department? One mistake that I I often find uh, in IVR design is what's called the dead end. It it means a caller makes a selection from a menu, and then they get stuck. They can't go forward. They can't go back. They can't ask for help, so they end up hanging up and call again. So that's why so many people don't like using IVRs, and they have a bad rap. So it's really important to get feedback on your IVR design from an outside source, um, or at the very least pretend to be the customer and get a real feel for the customer experience.
0: Very interesting. Very good uh, tips there. Um, What are the current trends and tips for IVRs?
1: Um, There are a few current trends. I think the most recognizable is uh, people are always asking about speech recognition. Um, Another is making live assistance available right away. Um, And one that I've just seen recently emerge is um, segmenting the main menu into fewer menu selections, which, you know, I can talk about later. Um, Right now, everybody wants to know about speech recognition. Um, It's definitely easier for callers to use, particularly when there's so many mobile callers these days. But speech recognition is not a good fit for all businesses. Um, First of all, it requires building and maintaining what's called a library of terms or recorded words um, the system has to recognize. For instance, in a natural language IVR, it might ask, what can I help you with? And the caller's response might be, I need help with XYZ form. The speech recognition would pick up the keywords such as help or form or XYZ and it goes and it searches a database for a recorded message that's attached to those keywords that will address the issue or route the call to a specific department. Where it doesn't work well is for businesses whose callers have complex questions or a business like ours, USA.gov covers so many topics. So we actually use, we compromise and we use a hybrid of speech recognition, um, what is called press or say technology. The technology recognizes verbal commands such as um, spoken numbers and simple words like live help, go back, uh, main menu or repeat. So, and then another trend um, USAGov IVR implemented, actually it implemented it before it was a trend, is offering live help almost as soon as the call is answered. Uh, We found that because the nature of our business is so broad that we couldn't, we can't possibly cover everything in our IVR for self-service. So we ask our callers right at the top of our IVR what they'd like to do, what they'd like to speak to an information specialist or listen to our recorded information on our you know, most popular topics. This this particular setup has worked been you know really well received with our callers, and we get survey comments to that fact almost every month. So, and you also asked about tips and tricks. So, um, an area that uh, I have found that is often neglected in IVRs are the alternate languages. Uh, with USA Gov Contact Center, we offer English and Spanish, and We have actually customized our Spanish IVR to accommodate topics that are important to our our Spanish callers. And we did this because we found that questions our English-speaking callers were asking were very different from our Spanish callers. Again, it goes back to knowing what questions your callers are asking. As far as tips are concerned, here are a couple of things that I've learned along the way that, um, you you know, someone designing an IVR might find useful. Um, I always build in blank or hidden messages in the menu structure. You don't hear them during regular business unless you record a message for them, uh, which I can do real time using a phone system provided by our telecom provider. I use the blank messages whenever we have a noteworthy event come up. Uh, For instance, um, you could use it for a marketing campaign or notifying your callers of a recent scam uh, you discovered or a recall, for instance. So whenever I design an IVR now, I have always included a few of these blank messages in strategic places in the IVR. And I can't tell you how many times they've come in handy. And the big piece is there was no need to go to the telecom provider and make costly logic changes. Um, another tip is to actually have whole hidden menus. Um, again, you don't know they're there unless you record the messages. But this setup um, is real helpful if you, like, say you have an annual event that needs um, or results in additional phone support where you have to bring in people to help during a specific time of the year. For instance, with Gov, we use it for crisis support. Um, we have in the past supported other agencies when they've had data or security breaches. And because I have the hidden menus built in the IVR already, all I had to do was get the information uh, needed that, that needed to be shared with the callers um, and recorded it in just a few minutes and Viola, customers custom support in a matter of minutes.
0: Very, very interesting. So we'll, we'll um, let you off the hook easy here. Uh, one final question. Um, what does the uh, USA.gov uh, Contact Center team have in store for the future of the IVR?
1: Well, right now we are looking at streamlining our, our IVR even more. Um, it currently covers a lot of topics uh, for callers that choose to listen to our recorded library. But after collecting data on topic usage for a few years, we've found that there are many topics we have that are rarely listened to. So our new approach will be to only have like five or ten of our most popular topics, which is a current trend right now, is to reduce the number of menu selections. Um, So we happen to, you know, and you might ask, you know, how do we know what our popular topics are? And this is really important to IVR design, and we look at, a lot of analytics from a lot of different sources to decide what questions our callers are asking. Um, The analytics we look at come from our website. We look at things such as keyword searches, popular pages, um, topics they're searching. Um, We also look at the topics used in our email responses or our chat sessions. And surprisingly enough, um, our popular topics vary uh, very little between channels. But, again, you have to know what your callers are asking about if you want to have a successful IVR.
0: Thank you, Diane. We appreciate you uh, spending some time with us today and giving us so much information about IVRs. I know I learned a lot today, and I believe our listeners did, too. So thanks again to Diane DeVera, who's the Information Specialist with the USA.gov Contact Center. This podcast was brought to you by DigitalGov. For more information and to learn more, please visit DigitalGov.gov.